Welcome to the Understory podcast. We're here to feature innovations and innovators who are making a difference to make the world more sustainable. Today, it is our pleasure to have Stuart Wood, who is part of Last Bottle Clothing, uh, to share their story with us. Stuart, welcome to our podcast. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. Right off the bat, tell us what you do, what is the company, why did you found the company? So I'm one of two founders of Last Bottle Clothing, and our goal is really to stop every last bottle from going out into the environment. But very specifically, we're on a mission to tackle plastic pollution and revolutionize the apparel industry. So what we do is we make clothing entirely out of recycled plastic bottles. And very uniquely, we ensure that our clothes are entirely recyclable so that when our customers are finished with our clothes five or 10 years down the road, they can send them back to us. We chop them up, melt them down, and make them into new clothing. It's called closed loop manufacturing. It's part of the circular economy. And it's going to be part of what really allows humanity to continue with economic development without completely depleting our natural resources and destroying the environment. Stuart, when people hear what you just said, their mind probably goes, wow, you know, this is amazing, or wow, I never thought about this. So can you go into a little bit more detail about, okay, how do you break down clothing and how do you recycle something from like plastic and make clothing? Like, what's the science behind it? And, um, and, and some more detail if you can. Absolutely. So uh, there is quite a bit of science behind it. But as a uh, as an economist, I'm not going to delve into the science because I would not be doing it justice. However, I'll tell you, literally, we take bottles, we chop them up, we melt them into little pellets, and then we take those pellets and melt them into long, thin uh, strings, basically about a fifth the diameter of a human hair. We chop those up and we spin them like you would a cotton fiber. And then we knit it into clothing. And then voila, you have wonderful clothes that made entirely out of recycled plastic bottles, but feels like the softest cotton you've ever worn. And how do you have that conversation with corporations or fashion brands that are starting to think about sustainable fashion? What are the questions they have for you and uh, what are the questions you have for them? Well, the questions they typically have for us is, is this for real? Is this something you're actually doing? Is this something you really can do? And we absolutely are doing it, and we absolutely can do it. Um, The question that I – I don't really ask them very many questions when it comes to the apparel industry. Mm -hmm. Um, I understand why they do business the the way that they do it currently. But the apparel industry is unfortunately the second largest polluting industry in the entire world. And in the U.S. alone, there's about $250 billion a year in apparel sales. So it is massive. It's very polluting. And I really rather ask the question to the customers of these major brands, why are you continuing to support a business process, a business model that is destroying the environment? So, for example, our clothing, we, as I said, we take plastic bottles, make them into clothes. That sounds interesting and all. um, But the important piece being that they are entirely recyclable. But I keep talking about the apparel industry. So how are we doing it differently, I think, is really what I try and get out to our customers. Um, with using the bottles, we use 500 times less fresh water than organic cotton. Uh, regular cotton uses a lot of pesticides and defoliants, which cause cancer and birth defects in the poor communities that grow the cotton. So we don't have any need for any of that. 
um, polyester, virgin polyester, the, the uh, raw material for that is crude oil, and that's coming out of the Gulf of Mexico or the Middle East, whereas our raw material is plastic waste from right here locally in the southeastern U.S. And lastly, we make our clothes in a 100-mile radius here in the southeastern U.S., and that cuts down dramatically on the carbon footprint associated with our clothes. When brands hear what you just said, what's preventing them to scale in the, the, the process and the operations to do something like that you're describing? So for them to, for a brand to do this themselves, more likely than not, it's a large company that owns that brand, possibly a publicly traded firm. And to make even minor adjustments to your supply chain, it results in many millions of dollars of cost and potentially missing your revenue and earnings targets that you provided to Wall Street. So large brands are hesitant to do it themselves. Um, you know, we don't have those constraints being a little tiny startup. <laughs> so we, we don't have to worry about that. Um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the apparel industry will end up having to change. We can't continue to kill the environment the way we are just for clothes, just for fast fashion. But it's going to be up to the consumers to vote with every dollar, every pound, every euro that they spend on clothes and choose a much more sustainable path for the future. And I'll tell you, quite frankly, the goal here is not to make billions of dollars for us. It really is to create a scenario where the environment that my future grandkids will inherit is going to be dramatically cleaner than the trajectory that we're currently on. We can do that, but we absolutely need the support of consumers that are have their eyes wide open and their brains open-minded and understand and care about the environment. And do you think the consumers of today are shifting their mindset or are yes. they just talking about it? Yes. Um, so consumers today, about 35% of the U.S. population tries very hard to understand what they're spending their money on and the process behind it. So they're very environmentally conscious on every dollar they spend for a good or for a service. So you still have about 65% of the population that we have, uh, we have an upside with, let's put it that way. But absolutely, people are so much more aware. Now, right now in the time of COVID-19, I don't think that what we are doing is immediately the most concerning for lots of consumers because they're worried about their jobs and their families and their health. But over the longer term, you know, looking out a year, five years, 10 years down the road, uh, people are going to very much still care about the environment because right now we're not getting any cleaner, except when we shut down for COVID-19. And then we see that the environment can be cleaner. Right. And let's talk about the, the business model. It's really interesting. So based on your website, you have a direct-to-consumer model, and you also work with brands through a wholesale model. So our business model, we do direct-to-customer through our website, uh, and our focus is not on brands as much as it is on bringing our offerings to major corporations. Okay. So think of any large Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 business out there. They all send their employees out into the, in, into the communities to do team building and community building and school building events. And they always put T-shirts on them. Right. It's, you know, these T-shirts themselves are very polluting because of the reasons I mentioned earlier. And this is a great opportunity for them to decrease that 
pollution, that impact that they're having on the environment by buying those shirts. But even more importantly, it's an opportunity for these corporations to stop and educate their employees about their own environmental and sustainability efforts. And when they do that, their employees are then much more empowered to engage the community and inform them how great their own company is. Because we go back again, there's at least 35% of the U.S. population that does take into consideration the sustainability or the mission of any business out there that they're going to spend money on. So it's good to be able to get the word out to the community and your potential customers. Yeah. And I imagine uh, those organizations that are talking about climate change or have made climate pledge should be knocking on your door when they create uh, corporate uh, goodies for their employees uh, that they they should consider last bottle closing as uh, one of the uh, prioritized vendors. I would hope so. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, We have a couple of Fortune 500 companies that are customers right now, um, but we are working hard to get in more with more large companies and large, medium and small size companies. Quite frankly, everybody can use what we're doing. Everybody can make even a small impact by by coming to us as a potential vendor for the for their business. Uh, At the end of the day, though, um, the most important thing that Last Bottle Clothing can do as a business is through competition force the big brands to change their business model. If we can do that, and we do that by ensuring that customers are either coming and buying from us and not them, or customers are seeing what we're doing and going to the big brands and saying, hey, why aren't you doing it this way? If we do that, if we're successful in doing that, we will change the environment that the future generations will inherit. Yeah. And so tell tell us where people can find your product and where can they buy it? Absolutely. If they just visit us online at www.lastbottleclothing.com. So that's last, L-A-S-T, bottleclothing.com. That would be the best place. And they can buy individual t-shirts there, or there's an option to reach out to us directly to, to talk about larger bulk orders. Stuart, thank you so much for educating us about kind of the end-to-end process of making a t-shirt and its environmental impact. It's super fascinating and uh, we look forward to more of Last Bottle closing t-shirts and apparels um, in in the market. And uh, thank you so much again for uh, speaking with us today at Understory Podcast. Thank you, JJ. I appreciate the time and good luck.